0: Take your Bible and turn to John chapter 10, John chapter 10, and this is my first time in this building, so I'm excited about it, uh, this is an awesome view, well, <laughs> most uh, areas I look in, it's an awesome view, so uh, that's that's a blessing, uh, but I uh, do pray for Pastor, I pray that he gets some rest, and, uh, and then spend some time with his family, uh, and obviously they're uh, The daughters are looking forward to school just like these are looking forward to school, I'm sure. Uh, But anyway, pray for them. Is there a way? Uh, Praise the Lord for all the answered prayers of the ones that were having surgery and the ones that are having uh, difficulty with their health. Continue to pray for them. And uh, uh, I'm excited I came over today uh, after they finished the risers, and I was not going to put those chairs up there. uh, But Brother Roach had talked to them, and they have to inspect what they did today so they can't do anything else till Monday. I was like, Okay because I wanted to see it, that looks cool to me, and uh, so, uh, but anyway, the, the smells in here are always different, you know, I it came in, the glue, some of y'all, y'all, y'all remember that smell, uh, back in the 60s, y'all liked glue, uh, <coughs> y'all put models together, not because you like to put models together, but <laughs> you liked glue, and, uh, but anyway, so, uh, that glue is a, di- a different smell, so, anyway, uh, maybe they'll all go away one day when we get finished, because it, it's rough on allergies. Uh, but anyway, all right, John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29. I'm uh, going to give you a Bible study. Obviously, it's Wednesday night, so that's what we're supposed to do is give you a Bible study. So we're going to use our Bibles a little bit here, so get ready to turn uh, and follow along. And I'll give you an introduction here for in a second. But the, the title of the, the sermon, I guess, is Be As Safe As Possible. Be as safe as possible. I, I, I am a, a thrill seeker, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm one that will try different things, uh, but I like to methodically plan how I try things. I don't like to just jump off stuff and just say, well, we'll figure it out on the way down. Mm-mm. Uh, that's not a good plan to me. Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, when I used to, uh, you know, some people call it jump your bicycle, some people call it ramp your bicycle, all that kind of stuff. I remember even when I was young, you know, I wanted to be the furthest stick, you know, because you either drew a line in the dirt or you laid a stick down. Uh, that's how you kept up with who was jumping the farthest. And so I definitely wanted to be the one with the furthest stick, uh, but I always methodically thought out landing, space, all that kind of stuff, except one time. Uh, And so uh, I wanted to beat the guy so bad that I did not go through my thought process. And so about halfway through to where I was going to land, I started thinking, hmm, there's not enough room here to land. Uh, who put this barn here? And uh, so it was land, slam the brakes, bam, I hit the side of the barn. So uh, uh, that, that taught me, even back then, to, to think think through things before you do it. So I like to be as safe as possible. Uh, I, re- I remember we, we went uh, last week to Six Flags with the teenagers, and there was one ride. We were all standing in line, and we were looking at it. know, we are looking up there to that, 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 that dip. And when you came over the hill, you actually went back under before you came down. And I could see them. They were looking at it and looking at it. And I made a statement like, you know, only 16 people out of millions have ever fallen off that thing. (laughs) And their eyes like, I was like, 16, that's awesome. I mean, only 16 out of millions and millions. And I mean, right, Delaney? (laughs) So she figured out later, I think, that I was kidding. But uh, anyway, I like to think through things. So be as safe as possible. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll begin. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you, and Lord, thank you for a great night at church, and Lord, I just ask you to fill me your Holy Spirit, and Lord, speak to my heart as you're speaking to everyone else's, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so three things here that I see in the Bible where you can be as safe as possible, and obviously in John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, it says here uh, in verse 28, <clears throat> I'm not in the right place, there we go, uh, there it is, uh, it says here, and I give unto them eternal life, this is Jesus speaking. And they shall never, I like that word, never perish, because I gave it to them, eternal life. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. In verse 29, he goes to talk about his father. He says, My father which gave them uh, me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So the safest place to be throughout eternity is in God's hand. And obviously you can picture that. If, if your soul gets saved, it's like Jesus puts his hand in there. And, uh, and I always thought maybe Jesus put his hand there and God put his hand there. But I think it's, uh, it's double. I think it's Jesus' hand and then Jesus' hand. And then God's hand and God's hand. I mean, it says nobody's going to be able to pluck you out. That's the safest place to be. Uh, obviously, if it was a Sunday, I would be preaching a lot more on salvation. But Wednesday night, hopefully everybody's saved. But if you're not, this is the safest place you can be. Uh, don't doubt it don't wonder about it don't be scared don't fret just get it settled and you'll be inside Jesus' hand with God's hands on the outside and nobody will ever pluck you out safest place throughout eternity is in God's hand now let's go to Job 1 Job 1 uh, safest place to be in this world uh, that's throughout eternity is the safest place is in God's hand secondly the safest place to be in this world and there's some safe places uh, maybe you got a secret hideout, or you got a, uh, you know, a child, obviously, he might think the safest place is in mommy's arms and all that kind of stuff, uh, things like that. But the Bible says that the safest place to be at in this world is not only in God's hand, but in God's hedge. Uh, in Job 1, verse 10, it says this, Hath thou, or hast, hast not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? The devil knew God had him hedged in. And this is the safest place to be in the world. Uh, Obviously, there's a great place between the hedges, you know, in Georgia and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But anyway, we won't go there. Uh, But the safest place to be in this world is inside God's hedge. And Job was in there, and the devil knew it. I I can't get to him. You've got him hedged in. And, uh, of course, you can do a whole Bible study on hedges and things like that. And uh, we'll look a little bit more uh, into it uh, in just a minute. But the third place, uh, the safest place to be, is with God's helps. So in God's hand, in God's hedge, but then God has some helps. Uh, those of you that are computer literate, things like that, uh, there's helps on there. Uh, little, little suggestions, uh, things like this. Uh, and that's me. I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm scared to push buttons. Some of y'all, uh, you know, y'all push buttons and, you know, I, was, I would blow the thing up. All right, uh, but y'all just and you find the helps that you need. Uh, there's helps in any type of industry. Uh, you know these guys building uh, this this platform. Uh, air and, and nail guns is a big help. All right, that this would not be done still if they did not have air and nail guns. They'd be in here. All right, and they would still be doing it. Uh, but man, it's a help to be able to just hold that trigger down, bump that safety guard on there, choo, 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 and I mean they can fly. I was in here the other day watching them build some of these risers, and that's what they did. They just had that trigger pulled, boom, 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 four in each, boom, 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 boom. boom. He was flying. That's a help, all right? So God says there's some helps that He supplies in the Bible, and that's what we're going to look at tonight with these three these three areas, is we have God's hand and we have God's help. Uh, and then we have a uh, hedge, and then we have God's helps. Let's go to 1 Samuel twenty-two, twenty-three, 23, and we're going to look at the first place it talks about a help. God wants to give you some helps to keep you safe. 1 Samuel 22, verse 23. I'll start reading as you're still looking. It says here, abide thou with me. Okay, so obviously a dad taking his son or his daughter on a walk. You stay close to me. Why? I'm trying to help you not get ran over. I'm trying to help you not get bitten. Uh, I'm trying to help you not fall. If you'll just stay right here. Okay, so here's the first thing God says. Look, if you want to be safe as possible, in other words, get saved, be in my hand. uh, Live in a way that I can put a hedge about you. Don't try to rip through the hedge and get out there and just do your own thing. But also, if you'll just abide with me, stay right here. All right, if the kid's close, you can grab his hand and keep him from falling. But if he's over there and about to trip splat, <laughs> all right, he'll live, rub some dirt in it, and he'll be all right. But anyway, uh, the safest place to be is right there. Abide with me. It says here, fear not. And, and, you know, this is kind of hilarious to me. And it says, abide here with me. Fear not. For he that seeketh my life, seeketh thy life. <laughs> uh, God, we're talking about being safe. I, I got you. <laughs> all right, Satan hates me. Uh, he would like to destroy me. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. So, but if you'll stay right here, he can't get you. You abide with me. Uh, it says, for he that seeketh thy life, uh, for seeketh my life, seeketh thy life, but with me thou shalt be in safeguard. There's some safeguards that you can put up, and you can, it'll help you stay in the safest place possible. Uh, and we're going to look at a few examples of this in a minute. We'll get back to that in a, in a few seconds. I'll read you one of the verse. Leviticus 25, 18 says this, Wherefore ye shall do my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them, and you shall dwell in this land, God knows all about the world, safely. That's what it says. If you'll, if you'll keep my statutes, you keep my judgments and do them, and dwell with me, and you'll dwell in this land safely. God can protect you. Uh, again, there's there's some areas, and I'm going to give you these examples here in a second, that you ought to think through it. You ought to use safeguards. You ought to use things, but God's the most important. Uh, you, can, you can try to be safe all you want to, put up all safeties that you can imagine. But if God doesn't want you to be safe, you're not going to be safe. So we see here, even though you, can, you can't be plucked out of God's hand, uh, but you can live in a way that you can uh, be uh, torn out of that hedge. Let's go to Romans 1. That's where I am in my Bible here. i got these other ones written down. But Romans 1, uh, we're going to see real quickly that you can either be inside that hedge and be safe, or you get that hedge can be torn down, and you're not going to be safe. And it's found here in Romans one. Romans one, verse twenty-eight through thirty-two. It says here, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. So in other words, somebody's running from God. They don't want to think about God. Uh, they don't want God's will. Uh, they don't want, really care what their pastor says. Maybe they don't care what their parents say. Things like that. Pfft, hang all that. So what this is talking about gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not uh, convenient. It says here, but being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiser or uh, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covetous. Covenant breakers, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable uh, and merciful. And it goes on down, it says here, who know in the judgment of God and they did uh, that they which commit such things uh, worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them and do them. And so we see here uh, that person that's in God's hand, he can live in a way that God turns him over to reprobate mind. It right? doesn't get unsaved, but you're not going to be in a very safe place uh i've known people that has been saved uh and obviously that been brought out to them uh hey you're saved you're a christian you ought not live like that well god can and just cursed and you know basically if you want to call it blaspheming uh and within weeks the person was dead 30 years old had an autopsy couldn't figure out why he died i know god says right there uh he'll turn you over to reprobate mind for the destruction of the flesh so even though you are saved, you can be just unsafe. Uh, next we see here, uh, and let's go to Psalm 89, 30 through 48. I'm sorry, 38 through 40. There we go. Psalm. This is talking about that hedge. So you can be safe and saved, or you can be saved and unsafe. Turned over to reprobate mine. Now you can be inside the hedge, or you can be outside the hedge. It's up to you. Psalm 89 verse 38 says this, But thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointed. So in other words, maybe your pastor tried to talk to you, and you've been wroth. I don't care what you say, I'm going to do this. Maybe your parents have tried to talk some sense into you. I don't care what you say, I'm going to do this. It's right there. Uh, You've been wroth with thine anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant, Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. So we talked about safe places, being saved. But God can still turn you over the reprobate mind. Safe places in this world is in a hedge. But you can live in a way that that hedge is broken down. Now we see, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. Some are saved and in his hand but they're outside the hedge and have no safeguards some are saved and uh, are in his hand and inside the hedge but still have no safeguards but I want to be as safe as possible so I want to be in his hand I want to be inside his hedge and I want to put up those safeguards that's the safest place to be in the Bible and so it's up to us now we're going to look at a couple things. Uh, you know, Somebody said, well, Brother Stanley, uh, I've been called this before. You're, you're just over the top. You know, they hear my rules or they hear my, uh, the way I raise my kids or the, way, the the standards that I might have. You're just, you're just over the top. Okay, call me that if you want to. Uh, you're Mr. Straight Lace. I don't know about any lace on me at all, but anyway, you're Mr. Straight Laced. You're Mr. Overkill. I don't see the big deal. I just want to be in the safest place possible, Amen. all right? And so call me all that if you want to, but a safeguard is this, a precalculation, uh, or a measure or a stipulation or a device or a technical uh, contrite uh, to prevent an accident. And so that's what a safeguard is, is a precautionary measure. I'm putting this in there just in case. Uh, and we talked about Six Flags a while ago. You know, when they go there, they have regularly scheduled, scheduled maintenance on all those rides. I don't want them to stop. I'm going to ride them all. all right? we, they have 16 there. I think we made 15 out of 16 because one was down. And y'all wished acrophobia was down, but it was the swings that were down. Sorry. All right? uh, but we, we, we made 15 out of 16. I'm going to ride them all. all right? But I want them to continue having regularly scheduled maintenance on every one of them. Uh, that, that's, just, that's just the thing. That's, that's a safeguard. Uh, I like seat belts on those rides. <laughs> I don't like them in my truck very good, but uh, uh, anyway. I, uh, um, but in that ride, I'll put it on and I'll cinch it down. <clears throat> All right, and that's a, that's, a, that's a precaution. Keep me from falling out. Uh, they even have shoulder harnesses. Pull their down. All right. There's some, you know, they've got three workers over there, and they've got a foot on them. <laughs> Breathe in, sir. All right. And uh, But anyway, they have shoulder harnesses. That's a precautionary measure. And when you go upside down, that's a good thing to have is a shoulder harness. All right. They have lap bars. If you have a lap, it'll go down there real good. All right? Uh, let's see here. They also have employee's check uh, on acrophobia. Uh, they even did a double check. You know, it's a big, long thing. I think you go up, what, 200 feet? They lean you out and then explode you toward the ground. All right? But they'll start right here, pulling on that harness, and they'll go all the way around. They'll cross over each other, give each other a high five, maybe a little bump, things like that, and they'll go all the way, and they double check it. I want them to continue to do that because I've been on those rides before. You know, you're like, click, 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 click. Uh, sir? <laughs> Ma'am? Something ain't right. <laughs> and they'll, they'll stop the ride I'm glad for that they'll bring out this little thing and they'll turn I'm good take all the time you want uh, that's a precautionary measure now some of them these days even got a computer up on the wall you can see when all those little seats start clicking the little lights will turn on uh, row one's good row two's good row three there's one light on one light off Hope, oh, time out <laughs> come check this one uh, they, they computerize they tell you if it's ready to go or not I'm liking that all right, but I prayed before I went that day. God, I know I know they do all those things, but I still want you keeping me safe. All right, uh, so that's a precautionary measure. That's a safeguard that they have. Uh, here's one: uh, Brian and I went over to the Roos's the other day, and uh, we we did some tree cutting for Brother Roosh. And uh, one was easy. I mean, I could cut it any way, make it fall anywhere. We had plenty of room. Uh, you know, and I still try to stay out of the way of the chainsaw and all that kind of stuff and thought and plan and things like that. But it was an easy one. And uh, But there was one leaning over his house. Now, I want some precautionary measures. I don't want to crush the man's house. Okay? Uh, so, let's see. What we did, I took my hammer and I tied it on a rope. And I looked way up there and found me a V uh, in one of those branches. And I think, what was it? Four times it took me. I was mad about that. But four times it took me to get that hammer to go between that thing. But then I was, you know, wiggle, 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 got the hammer down, cinched the rope through it, did the old lasso. Three chains worth, truck was way over in the back of the yard. Brian's in the truck. I went over there and cut the V out on the opposite side of his house. I angle cut it from his house down like that. Go! And Brian's over there. I mean, he's not letting off. And praise the Lord, the tree went down. But I I did that. We directionally pulled it with a rope. I took the V cut on the outside, angle cut down on there, and I prayed. (laughs) God, please, I'm doing all this, trying to think, trying to prepare, trying not to let this tree that was about to speak around fall on Brother Roosh's house. But so you please. And so when it hit right where it was, here comes Brother Roosh. Wow, you did an awesome job. That was great. And I explained to him what all we did, things like that. But then I said, Brother Roosh, I just thank God that it <laughs> fell right there. All right. But uh, trying to be as safe as possible. Uh, out there on the, the, these modulars that they set up, obviously, we did, the, did it the first time that it was on X Line. And I remember thinking my dad was Mr. Overkill. Go get some jacks, go get some boards, go get some blocks. And I had to carry all that stuff because when we jacked it up, Put it on the, the, the jacks. We had to put safety stacks on either side of the wheels in case those jacks slipped off and that trailer fell. Uh, now, I, I did all that. I put the jack there. I put the safety stack there. We put a truck on the front end, and uh, we put a chain on the other side, things like that. to be as safe as possible. Why? Because my dad had an uncle and a friend that got killed by a mobile home falling off a jack and squishing them. Right? He had a friend that it fell off a jack, landed on his waist, and he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. So he may have been Mr. Overkill, but he didn't want to die. He didn't want to be paralyzed. And uh, these guys out here, man, they had trans lifts. I was like, wow. They didn't even invent those when I was a teenager. All right, it's a little remote control bulldozer. Drive it under the front of the axle. Drive it under the back of the <laughs> axle. Bzz, it picked it up. No jacks to tote. No blocks to tote. No chains to put on it. That's cheating. <laughs> but they were safe. And they were able to lower that thing down pretty low because they were able to take the tires and axles out. My dad would never do that. I'm not taking those tires and axles out and trying to lower that down. Because You're just going to have to have it that high. Why? You had friends that tried to do that. Get it lower. All right? You be as safe as possible. Your home. I hope you want your home safe. When you're going to buy a home, you, you know you can Google your area, find out the crime rate. Pretty smart thing to do. I mean, there were 16 shootings last week. You might want to rethink. Where are you going to live? Uh, you can find out where all the psychos are, predators, all that kind of stuff. That's a good thing to do, trying to just be safe as possible. I remember the first house we ever bought, preacher said, what you ought to do is you go over there on Friday or Saturday night, sit out front, roll your window down, and just sit there for about 30 minutes, about 10 o'clock. That's pretty smart. He said, because if you got some you know, hellions, neighbors that party all the time, you might not want to live there. And do that two or three times. Just trying to be safe as possible. Uh, You you can also, uh, you know, you can get security systems. You can get deadbolts. You can have motion detectors. You can have cameras. You can even get a dog. And my favorite, all right, you can have all that. But you know what? I want God to keep us safe as well. So this is safeguards we're going to look at. So real quickly, let's go to Hebrews Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2, so seven safeguards we're going to look at real quickly, I'll just give you the seven, maybe a comment or two about them, uh, but a safeguard that God puts in the Bible to keep you safe, so just like we talked about security systems, or jack stands, or translifts, or... Um, You know, inspections, mechanical inspections, things like that. Those are all safeguards to keep you safe in those areas. God says here in Hebrews, there's seven that you can do that will keep you safe. Safeguards. And every one of them has the word LEST in it. L-E-S-T. LEST. So in other words, do this, lest this happen. Do this, lest this happen. Uh, Again, all those things that we just talked about. uh, Let's just skip safety inspections for a month or two. Something's probably going to happen. Uh, let's not put any safety stacks, or let's not put any security systems, or let's not do this. Something's probably going to happen. Uh, so in the Bible, we're going to see seven safeguards that God wants us to do. Hebrews 2, verse 1, it says here, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that which we have heard. Heard. So hearing is the first one. Hearing. Heard. At, at any time, we should let them slip. So a safeguard is listening, listening. Uh, pastor studies a lot. You can tell. All right? He prays a lot. You can tell, and he 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 delivers it with passion and compassion and seriousness. You can tell. But it's our job to listen. That's just like getting a you know, uh, you get a letter you know in the mail and you just uh, throw it away and then you throw it away again next month throw it away again next month something's going to happen they're going to repossess something (laughs) Uh, you're going to have to give something back things like that why? because you're just not reading the mail you're not getting it Uh, so same thing a lot of times we can come to church and we'll not listen and there's all kinds of reasons that we don't listen in church some of us we don't come well rested so the only thing we listen to is you know (laughs) uh, you got to listen that's the safest place to be in church, is listening to what the preacher's saying. And, uh, and on purpose, listen. And, uh, uh, and we see here, we ought to listen in Sunday school. We ought to listen in our private devotions. Uh, and we ought to uh, limit the distractions. I mean, they're going to happen. Uh, we do our best. The ushers do their best. The nursery workers do their best. The, the, hopefully, the, the, the adults do their best to limit the distractions. All right, you know. You know, you got your favorite ringtone. Oh oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> that keeps people from listening. Because I mean, I'm leading the singing the other day, and and some and some visitors came in, and so they're trying to sit them over here, in the whole church they quit looking at me, and they're watching people set up chairs over there. All right, there's there's going to be distractions, but limit them as much as you can. That's why we have a nursery, uh, and uh, that's why we should silent our phones, things like that. Uh, and, and there's going to be emergencies. Uh, I think we even had one Sunday. All right, somebody had to go out, but everybody. Like, and they're thinking, I wonder if they're going to throw up. I wonder if they. You know, I'm not going to go any further. But anyway, uh, but that's what everybody's wondering the devil's going to make that stuff happen but you got to listen all right to ignore that you're not being rude all right pay attention to what pastor's saying uh, pastor asked me that I think a couple Sundays ago did you what what was happening down there and called out the row and I was like I, I didn't notice there was anything happening I was like my eyes are on the back of your head all right? and I'm listening to everything you're saying uh, I'm not watching okay uh, I mean you got to listen on purpose that's a safeguard number 2 uh, let's go to Hebrews thirteen. I'm sorry, Hebrews three twelve. Hebrews three twelve. Not only should we listen; or hearing uh, is a safeguard. Uh, but right there in that same verse, heeding. Uh, Hebrews 3, three twelve says this: Take heed, brethren, lest there be any uh, in any of you a evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So we've got to take heed. Uh, all of us have had, had thoughts pop in our minds like this. Right? But we got to take heed. I guarantee the devil said, you know, why know, even at church? There's probably not even any God. He'll pop that in your mind. Right? Trying to get that evil unbelief in you. Evil heart of unbelief. Uh, but if you're taking heed, it's not going to happen. Uh, it says here, your belief will leave long before you do. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. <laughs> I believe in this church. <laughs> I believe in our pastor. I, I believe, right? And I'm going to keep it right there. Why? Because I'm going to take heed. Uh, I'm not going to let that slip in. Uh, so take heed. That's a safeguard. Take heed uh, and believe in God. Believe in His Word. Believe in His church. Take heed. Uh, number three. Let's go to just one verse down. Verse 13. Here's one. Here's a safeguard. Are are you are you hearing everything that God's talking to you about? Are you taking heed to everything? Here's another one. Are you exhorting one another? Exhort is a safeguard. Says here, but exhort one another. How how often? Daily. While it is called today, lest uh, any of you be hardened through that deceitfulness of sin. Now, if we're going to exhort one another, it didn't say gossip to one another daily it didn't say backbite to one another daily it didn't say you know share the juiciest information you've got daily it said exhort Right, and so obviously we we can get the gossip All right, we can get that but if you're going to have something to exhort somebody with you're going to have to get that uh, maybe the reason that we're not exhorting one another is because we don't have anything to exhort with only thing i got is the gossip only thing i've got is the latest only thing I've got is the juiciest. Uh, I hadn't read my Bible in months, so how could I exhort you? Hmm. Here's a safeguard. So if you're studying the Word of God, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, and if you're trying to exhort one another, now I'm not saying, you know, you know trap somebody in the bathroom stall, whoop, whoop, take your Bible. All right? No, let preacher do that or pastor do that. Okay? But you can encourage. All right? You can, you can exhort one another uh, and, and talk about good things. You know, God let me see this many people saved last week. Or God, uh, you know, spoke to me about this. That's exhorting one another. Uh, Again, we, you know, we we talk to each other. Maybe we gossip to each other, but we might not exhort. So you will actually have to communicate to exhort somebody. You know, those people that come in five minutes late, leave right at the amen. uh, They're not communicating. So they they can't exhort. Uh, But the Bible says, the safest place you can be, or one of the safeguards you can put up, is to exhort one another. That's a safe place. Uh, again, you've heard preacher or pastor say it. Uh, I, you know, I say it, and you expect me to say it because I'm the pastor. All right? But if your friend that sits on the same row says it, hmm, there might be something to that. Uh, that's exhorting one another. Uh, it says here we'll have to actually communicate. If we're going to do that, um, and we're going to have to meditate on something. And uh, pray about something and think on something to get something. uh, But not the gossip uh, and not to discourage each other. Uh, Let's go to Hebrews 4.11. Hebrews 4.11. Talk about safeguards we can put up. I'm going to hear everything uh, from the pulpit. I'm going to take heed uh, lest I fall. Uh, I'm going to exhort my neighbor and let people exhort me. And then here's one, chapter 4, verse 11. It says here, let us labor. We've been doing a lot of this lately. All right. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into rest, lest any man fall after same example of unbelief. So we ought to labor. Uh, again, I, I enjoy coming up here and, and getting things done. I like to see progress and things like that. Uh, but I like watching everybody that's here also. Uh, you know, they're they're fellowshipping. Uh, some, you know, it's it's kind of you know I won't go there. But anyway, uh, some hide. All right, that's too heavy. I'm going to go over here. All right, oh, that's too hard. I'm going to go. Where, where's some, where's some uh, Windex and some paper towels? That's my speed, all right? Uh, but anyway, and again, I get, I get it if you have uh, back issues or if you, you know, certain ages and things like that, but that's fine. But I, I like watching that type of stuff too. But we ought to labor. Why? It says here, labor, uh, therefore, to enter into rest. Uh, if you've worked, that bed feels great. All right, uh, that, that nap in the recliner is awesome, if you've worked, okay. Uh, if you haven't worked, you take a nap in the recliner, and then the bed's not going to feel good because you can't sleep. You're going to be staring at the ceiling, ceiling fan. <laughs> all right, but if you've worked, boom, I mean, it's awesome. That's a safe place to be. You're too tired to do anything stupid. <laughs> if you've worked, all right, you're too tired to get involved in something you shouldn't get involved in. Whoa, where's the pillow? All right, that's that's awesome. That's a safe place. I mean, mid sentence, my wife can tell you mid sentence sometimes. (laughs) I'm gone. All right, Uh, wow, I just I'm too tired to look up anything on the internet. I'm too tired to gossip about anything. Oh man, all right, I'm just wore slap out. So that's a safe place to be. All right, so uh, we see here labor. It'll make your rest more enjoyable. Uh, Labor is good for you. Uh, labor uh, makes you feel apart. Uh, there, there's several guys, if they ever go out here to look at these ACs and they walk on like 19 inches of gravel, can I get a witness? <laughs> They're going to say, man, ain't, ain't no weeds on we ever grow up through that, bless God. Right. 19, 20 inches of gravel that they put in there with a wheelbarrow and a shovel, but they feel apart. Right. Uh, the flagpole was up, flags waving. And there's paint on that flagpole. Uh, I, I watched Brother Triplett. And he started painting. He got about 10 foot up, put another extension. He painted and got about 20 foot, another extension. I mean, he's like, <laughs> it was just funny to me. But it, it looks awesome. All right? Be a part. Come up here and get, and get involved things like that. Uh, not just work days, but there's work that goes on in church. These ushers work hard. Uh, those ladies that are in that nursery right there, they're working hard. Uh, and I appreciate it. But that's a safe place. Uh, another one. Let's go to Hebrews 12, verse 3. Hebrews 12, verse 3. Real quickly, only got two more. We got plenty of time here. Uh, 12, 3. Considering is a safe place to be. Considering. Hebrews 12, verse 3 says this. For consider him. And you can just stay right there all day long. Uh, Jason's singing that while ago, buddy. I can't bear to hear that voice. <laughs> if I am in the grave, I'm going to hear it. All right? If I'm still alive and he... Toots that trumpet! I'm going to hear it. Come up hither, uh, buddy. Consider that. Consider him. Uh, what did he do? He endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself. So we ought to consider that. Think about what he's done for you. Uh, that's a safe place. If you think about all he's done for you, you might not want to do something that he would be against. That says here, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. So we ought to consider uh, anything that we that that we gonna we have to endure. Doesn't hold a candle to what he had to endure, and if you consider that, that's a safe place to be. Uh, Hebrews twelve thirteen. Here's another one, another place to be safe, and that's in making, in making. Uh, it says here, and make straight paths for your feet, lest uh, that which is lame turn out of the way, but let it rather be healed. So, obviously, if you're making your path straight, there's going to be people watching you. And that's a safe place to be is to be a good example. That's a safe place to be is to be a good, te- a good testimony. And if we think about that all the time say, hey, look, I want to make my path straight. Why? Because there's others watching us. Uh, we've, it goes from the little kids looking at the teenagers, teenagers looking to the young adults, the young adults looking to the older ones, things like that. Somebody's looking. pastor's been preaching about that a lot, that we ought to leave something behind. it says here, making uh, my path straight if I'm worried about making my path straight that's a safe place why? because there's lame people looking at me and if I'm living just like they're living why would they want to get saved? it says here they're going to just turn out of the way and they're not going to be healed but if they see me doing something that looks fun and exciting and looks pure and looks right hey I might want to go try that out so be an example to the unsaved they want to be healed they want to be saved Uh, walk in that path and so if you're trying to make your path straight That's a safe place to be. And lastly, number seven, let's go to Hebrews 12, verse 15. And here's something you ought to do, and it'll help you be in a safe place, and that's looking. Looking. Uh, Hebrews 12, 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. It's got two less in this one. Lest any root of bitterness spring up in you, thereby uh, many be defiled. So we've got to be looking Obviously, the Bible says, look to the author and the finisher of your faith. Uh, It tells us to be looking uh, that that we might know when when he's going to come back, things like that. Uh, We ought to be looking unto Christ. That's a safe place to be. Now, uh, these were seven safeguards. And obviously, with grandkids now, uh, you know, I want my house to be safe. And so uh, anywhere that they can get to has one of them little plastic things in all the outlets. All right. Uh, why? Because I remember sticking a knife in one of them. All right, I, don't, I never did it again, so I may, need, I may need to just remove it and let them learn for themselves. But anyway, uh, I want it to be safe. Everywhere there's cleaning supplies that they could drink and get sick, that's too high for them to reach. Uh, why? You just, you just think about those things. You want it to be as safe as possible. Uh, and so, again, we're safe if we're saved. We're in God's hands. Okay? We're safe if we're saved and living right. He can put a hedge of protection around us. Uh, but here's seven other safeguards that you can, might, you know, you might think it's overkill. You might think it's extreme. You might think it's, you know, it's over the top. But I'm telling you, if you want to be in the safest place possible, live like these. Find these seven things. Hear everything that the church has, pastor has to say. Take heed. Exhort one another. Uh, labor. Consider God, uh, make your path straight, and then look unto Him. And that'll be, you'll be in the safest place possible. That's all. Bow our heads and close our eyes. We'll have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus.